There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. This weekend marks the 40th anniversary of Wolfgang Peterson's German submarine masterpiece, Das Boot. I spoke about the submarine genre with Gerard Butler during the release of his 2018 action thriller, Hunter Killer. And be sure to stick around to hear him spoof the Phantom of the Opera. We are here with... Jerry Butler! I love how you said that. <laughs> He's got a lot of energy today. Thank you so much for, for joining us here, sir. Uh, my pleasure. It's good to be here. Now, a beautiful view, by the way. Look at where this is. In, this is definitely Washington, all right? Yeah, yeah. We're sitting here uh, for for the benefit of radio. So you can't see what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> we're here at the museum, and we're we're looking out at the Capitol and basically all the buildings you've saved over the years that the Olympus had fallen and everything else. We'll get to that in a second. But um, I know the story. You know the story. But let's uh, just before we get any far into the into the interview, just give us a quick primer on uh, my listeners who don't know what it's about. Uh, what the story is about. Um, so yeah, it's uh, Hunter Killer is, is actually a, a type of fast attack nuclear um, submarine that the U.S. have, you know, which um, locates and destroys um, enemy subs and surface ships with stealth. Um, and basically, at the beginning of the movie, two submarines go down in mysterious circumstances, one Russian, one U.S. Nobody quite knows what's going on. And from there, it becomes this kind of three-pronged attack. I play Captain Joe Glass, who's sent out on uh, Hunter Killer to find out what's going on under the ice and where these subs went down. Um, whereas all the, 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 the mines in the war room fight it out in Washington, and we have to send in this clandestine black ops team into Russia. Um, and we find out that nothing is really going as expected, and things unfold basically becomes this incredibly claustrophobic, tense um, movie about a bunch of men trying to stop a machinery that's taken us to war. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's very exhilarating feeling pretty much right from the start it's you're you're grabbing the edge of your seat yeah you mentioned the claustrophobia and that instantly you know brings to mind all the other you know hunt for red october and of course probably the the most iconic like das boot there's been so many good ones but were you a big fan of those going into this or were those playing in your mind as you're as you're filming these claustrophobic scenes um huge fan of those movies like probably um two of my top five and three of my top ten movies are submarine movies and because there's no better place. There isn't a better space to put nail-biting, claustrophobic, yeah. tense, contained drama. Death any, is all around you. And anywhere in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Not just death, but horrible death. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, and we were always reminding our submariners, you know, it's not just you get hit by a torpedo. What does that mean? Yeah. You know, freezing cold water pouring in at high pressure, your body imploding, asphyxiation, carbon dioxide. Point. Like, it's, 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 it's a, terrifying place to be 
um, but also an incredibly exciting, adventurous place to be, you know, which is what this movie is. It's all of those things. Yeah, it's not quite like the room we're in now. There's no water coming in here. It <laughs> <laughs> might be terrifying in different ways, but yeah. awesome. And, of course, we, we can't bury the lead. Your, your co-star here, the admirable Gary Oldman, fresh off his long overdue Oscar. I mean, geez, we've been loving his stuff since, like, Leon the Professional. I'm talking, like, way back. Yeah. I mean, he probably doesn't change as a person since he's won for Winston Churchill. But, um, <laughs> what, you know, but it's got to it's gotta be feel he can finally relax a little bit. But... Um, have you worked with him before? I can't, I can't remember. And what have you picked up from him? Or did you teach him everything? You know? I, I taught him <laughs> everything he knows. No, it's very funny, though, because I met Gary literally my first week when I moved to London. A friend of mine was a casting director. She was casting the movie that he directed and wrote Nil by Mouth. Yeah. And... And I'm a, I, I, three weeks before, I had been a trainee lawyer. It had been a big life change for me. And suddenly, I'm sitting in front of Gary Oldman. And he was so cool yeah. and, and, and humble and, um, and nice to me and giving me advice. And, and, and then suddenly, I'm producing this movie. And we're like, OK, let's offer the role to Gary. And you go, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and he's still, he's a, he's a very funny guy, you know, great personality. Um, you know, and he's tough. He knows what he wants, but he commits. He gives you everything. And they really, in Donegan, this kind of, this kind of blowhard general who's like, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you understand. Well, what I love about this movie, I say that's a bit of an exaggeration because he, he is, uh, you, you would say, more excessive in the warmongering department. But at the same time, you also understand where he's coming from. You understand all these opinions in the movie, the, 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 the different kind of intellectual ideas in the war room, the different ideas of strategy in the sub, even with the, the seals behind enemy lines. Um, and as an audience, you're very involved in those decisions. And that, um, but he really committed to that role, and he and he brings so much energy and and, and power and and fear to the movie because he's yeah. the one really pushing for war. Yeah, it's not, to your point. It's nice when even the let's say the the hawkish kind of characters, everybody has a motivation, no matter protagonist antagonist, and that's what really makes a movie sail. To pun, no pun intended, but um, but yeah, but we also got to talk about. We got Russians. We got Americans. You're saving the Russian president. Clearly, screenplays are written way before current events happen. You know, movies take forever to get made. But were you guys cognizant of that? Just sort of the political things, with you know, between Moscow, White House. What is is some news going to break in the investigation while we're promoting the movie? You know, is that something that you guys uh, play into, or even try to take advantage of that? It's kind of current. Um, pretty much. That's the reason we made the movie, um, actually, is I, I had this script since 2011, and I always really wanted to make it, but it's it, it, it's a hard movie to make. The submarine genre had been made for a long time, and but I knew if we can just get it off the ground and make it, people will go, now I know why I love those movies. But in saying that, even when I read the script in 2011, there wasn't anything going on between these guys. There wasn't any tension. So you right. thought, even with this situation, with subs disappearing, they would have forgiven each other. We'd have been fine. Right. It might have been a bit of an argument. Right. Then, around 2015, we went, okay, I could see this now. You know, there's, there's, there's yeah. fighter planes bu buzzing U.S. warships and, uh, and a lot of other stuff going on, a bit of tension. So you had a completely different reaction when you read the script. So therefore, the audience would also have a different reaction it suddenly felt very plausible that step by step this situation could unfold that it could very you know quickly escalate to the to the brink of war and um, then we had a movie on our hands 
Yeah, so that actually kind of so, urged it a little bit as a yeah, producer. That kind of ramped it up and helped the financing? Exactly, or? That's exactly, literally, because yeah. um, I, I, I called Millennium. We, we had it with another company, and then, and then we got it out of there, and then it was right around then, and I called Millennium and said, guys, this is the time to make this movie. Right. You know, because before, I was even worried to make it. I always wanted to make it, but I was even worried to make it before that, in a way, uh, it would fall on deaf ears. Right. You know, people would go, it was fun and it was entertaining, but it was ridiculous. It's still ridiculous right. that you take the kernel of an idea sure, and then right. you go to town with it, right? Sure, sure. That's that's the idea behind great kind of action thrillers. But yeah. but now, uh, a lot of people, like a lot, we've been getting all these press reactions and I'm, I'm surprised and, and very happy how many go, I could so see this happening or I could completely believe that this situation could occur or I, you know, I... Yeah, it made me fear where we are in the world. Oh, the timing is definitely right. Yeah. So I'm glad. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise that it didn't happen back then. <laughs> yeah. You know, you waited for the right moment for yeah. it. So that's great. Yeah. Um, so here you're saving that, you know, that we have a kidnapped Russian president. Um, Olympus has fallen. You have a kidnapped American president. Um, and we will remind everyone that you guys beat White House down to the punch. So there we go. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, what is it? What is it? Why? What is it about you, man? You're, whenever whenever they have, there's a president in trouble, they call you. I mean, that is that that's your new reputation now. Are you going to save anymore? Um, we'll, we'll see. I, I, you know, I hear that guy in the Philippines has been killing too many people. He might be a bit in trouble, so um, I may have to go down and, and save him. No, it's just, it's just. It's a fun niche, I it's, think. It's, it's a, it's, and the weird thing is, in some ways, it's a, saving the Russian president is weirdly it feels like a small part of this movie even yeah, though yeah. that is a lot of the motivation right. but you're so involved in every other decision because it's about myself facing off against this old russian sea dog this sea captain you know yeah. this chess game between me and this other submarine captain but the trust between me and my crew the tension there because i don't know them it's my first time in command yeah. and we're thrown into this heli situation and they are questioning every move i make and quite frankly quite rightly so because I'm yeah. making some wacky decisions um, but it, it's if there ever was a time to think outside the box this is it you know so as an audience you're completely um, would you say um, wrapped up in, in that drama you know and in, in, in that you're kind of like you're stuck in that room. There's no escape. <laughs> and speaking of that, what and you've, you've mentioned the claustrophobia, but what what just dish on or dote on your director for a little bit. What made working with him so great compared to let's say I don't know Fuqua or other ones in the past? Um, so I, I I watched Donovan's movie I Number Number. But I I interviewed ten directors for this movie and it was going on over a, a couple of years. And then weirdly enough, I got this little South African movie, this this kind of fun little thriller. But I thought I'm not going to like this. It looks cheap. It looks. And, and then I start watching. I was training in the gym and 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 then ten minutes in, I go, oh, this is kind of cool. And there was a. You know, there was such a presence and an energy to the way he moved the camera and how tight it was in the editing and how it brought you into this, again, that made the story very claustrophobic, you know, and he had a beautiful way cinematically that, that he moved. It uh, made you work up a sweat even when you weren't on the treadmill. work up a sweat. <laughs> even, you know, and, 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 and to us, if we're going to make a submarine movie, one, it's a classic genre, but if you use a classic filmmaker, it's going to be a little classic, a little too classic. Right. And he felt like somebody that could break out the, the break out that room, you know, yeah. bring it into the room and then break it out of that room. And and then we met and we had a great meeting. And then, but I'll tell you what sealed it. And actually, it was what got me 300 was when I went the extra step, didn't just do the meeting, but I ended up calling 
Alan Horn at Warner Brothers and said, you have to know how much I care about this. And that's what he did. He wrote me this letter and he said, I just want you to know, I know we had a good meeting, but I love this project and I'm the man for this. And I was like, okay, that, that, that wins it for me every time, you know? And, and, and by the way, that's what he was like. I've never met such a hardworking, yeah. um, passionate, involved director. And he was great. No ego, because he understood his limitations of not having made a big movie before sure. where he could kind of hand it over and say, you know, help. Yeah. <laughs> and when he wrote you that letter, did he end it with P.S. I love you? Or mm -hmm. what did he? No. <laughs> that was low-hanging fruit. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, no, but you mentioned you mentioned 300. And of course, um, I, I'm always curious. Is that is that like a conscious thing? I mean, a lot of actors do it. But you're, you've proven really adept at it to go. I'm going to go the, the macho roles here for, for, for a little bit here with 300 and Sparta and all that. Um, and then I'm going to switch it back and, and do some rom-coms with uh, P.S. <laughs> I love you or uh, The Ugly Truth or hell, even Phantom of the Opera. I mean, so is that a conscious thing to try to go uh, a, a little a little of both and keep the the range going? Yeah, I try to do all sorts of movies, you know, even from like my dear Frankie's or Family Man, you know, where you're playing a father and and some kind of bonding with a with his kid, you know, in Family Man, my my kid had leukemia, you know, and and then Coriolanus, where I was doing Shakespeare animated movies, you know, How to Train Your Dragon. I love to yeah. keep it. I'm definitely best known for the action realm um but if i was only to do that i would get i would get incredibly bored you know so it's it's i'm lucky enough to be able to play those different roles and and therefore you know to move from action into um, romantic comedy into some weird quirky uh psychological thriller you know and a musical I, uh, yeah. or a musical yeah, yeah. you know my musical i need to do a musical again it's time it's, it's been time. a while That's it's what was been that like 2004 five? 2000, yeah 2003 do you keep your pipes? How do you, do you keep the no. pipes going? <laughs> um, no, not as much as I, I used to. You know, one of the yeah. fortunate things about Phantom was I always just sang just for me, for fun. So like when in the shower. I, just, you know, and, and I was a shower singer, you know, and it was kind of, <laughs> and, it, and, and then suddenly I had to sing Music of the Night for Andrew Lloyd Webber. And by that point, I think I did two singing lessons. I took my first singing lesson for Phantom of the Opera. Um, but I, I, I can't say that I sing as much as I used to. And, and, and being back in New York, I was just thinking the other day, I need to start going and taking singing lessons just for the hell of it, just for fun. Yeah. Because the, it's it's another, it's it's a, it's a nice muscle to kind of keep toned. Yeah, you're working the other muscles here. Now let's the keep other, that yeah, muscle. Yeah, well, that's yeah. interesting you said that to me. That sparked something. So what if you could do a musical, what would, you said you want to do another one. What would be the dream one if it ever came down the pike? You know what, I, and maybe it's a little too old-fashioned, but I love um, the Music Man. It's a great, and, and, and I don't know if maybe there's a way to update that or something, but I, I, I love the idea of, of um, going to Ohio, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, and, 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 and pulling off something like that. But... Um, I'd like well, to see no. that. And well, all right, well, uh, let's. I always like to end with some just fun off the wall question with your filmography. But if you could place your phantom on this sub in Hunter Killer, what, if he's not singing music of the night, what would that song go like? <laughs> I'm working other muscles for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would that song oh title be? Um, music of the. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the Phantom <laughs> of the Opera is here. But where the hell is that sub? <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. I, we can't top that. But let's, cut, let's cut it there. Again, everybody, it's called Hunter Killer. Gerard Butler, thank you so much. You're great. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Fear right for 19 off-road championships in the Baja Desert. Proceed towards Moab. Take the trail to Hell's Revenge. Include steep incline. Continue for the next million miles. Um, where to first again? 60 years, millions of miles, and the capability to take you anywhere. This is the new Nissan. Nissan. 